Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to go underground. 20 years. Take on secret identities. For me. In order to bring you our candid views on each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the press. But our bosses would never allow our unvonished views on the air. So we disguise our voices so they'll never know. It's Friday afternoon, the weekend, we're kicked back, reading Value Line, and admittedly drinking like we have for 25 years, or 20 years in Vern's case. I had a different friend before that. Oh, no, I've been drinking and, longer. Uh, and we're just, now you're in on it. Uh, please see all our disclosures at www.thevalueguys, where you'll learn important information such as uh, this is for entertainment purposes only. That's very important. We have a lot of conflicts of interest. We usually own these stocks and tell you when we don't, but who knows? We could be just completely making everything up, so make, keep you that in mind. We, do. we may have a complete lack of knowledge, which is often the case and something I strive for regularly. And we're also, <clears throat> unlike during the week, uh, when we give the same kind of advice to our paying clients, here we may be drinking, so keep that in mind. Uh, this week, we're looking at the February 1st. Probably are. 2008 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey, and I'd like to just say uh, a couple things quickly here. Uh, one is, uh, you know, I wish my wife were here with me right now. I just want to say that I'm missing her a lot, and I'm a little lonely, uh, and I'm just what, here with again, Vern. Again, but, with uh, you're missing your wife. I'm missing her. I can barely go oh, on with man. the show right now. I'm it's just a little to, sad. It's starting to interfere with our natural so, flow. Can you move? I can't see her picture. Yeah, can you here. move a little no, bit? No, Thank let me you. get the light on it. Okay. Here. So, okay. all right. So we're set on that. Right. And the other thing I want to say is it's my son's birthday today, and I'm really proud of him. So happy birthday. And I can't mention your real name other than your last name is, is Hughes, but I don't want to. And that's not real either. But anyway, happy birthday. Uh, so with a lot of ado now, uh, let me turn it over to the man. Vern Value. Yes, you're right, Vern Value. <laughs> I thought I knew you from somewhere. Go ahead, Vern Value. Why, thank you, you're Mr. Welcome. Hughes. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Okay, going to lead off this week with, uh, I mean, what value guy could resist is it recreational vehicles and manufactured housing, or what? It, I think that's what Value Line calls the the group. I mean, talk about uh, you know sold off and beaten up. Well, when you're heading into the abyss, do you well, want to be in an already, RV? We've already had two years of recession in the RV industry. Well, I own these, as our listeners may yeah. know. I own uh, a couple of these. A couple of them. Uh, plagued oh, four. by plagued by inefficient distribution, and so you get way too much inventory in the channel, and then when demand turns down, it takes forever to clear. The excess inventory production rates get killed. It's uh, uh, and the dealers are, uh, don't assembly do businesses. Yeah. Uh, so luckily, they have relatively low variable margins, and in some cases, make pretty good returns, even though they, you know, in a strict manufacturing sense, don't add a lot of value. And uh, in in a difficult and uncertain environment, one of the things I like is the capitalization of this industry is unbelievable. Uh, long term, long term, long time listeners. Know that we've talked about Monaco Coach in the in the past. Um, they have a little more cash than they have debt on their balance sheet. Winnebago, we I think we both at different times have mm -hmm. talked about this. Good stock. company. No debt on their balance sheet. Uh, got four dollars of cash on the balance sheet. The stocks have been pummeled. Even even Drew Industries, a supplier that um, you know is I mean talk about an anonymous company. Um, 
has, uh, let's just say, 18% debt cap. Are you recommending one of these? Or well, what? the one I'm going to recommend. Because the demographics are great. The one so. I'm going to recommend is Thor, because I think it's really the best way to go. I own it, baby. Yeah, yeah, and you've talked about it in the past as well. Value line rates at a three, symbols THO, recently 31 and a quarter, but with no debt and $265 million on an October um, balance sheet, 56 million shares outstanding. There's almost $5 of excess cash on the balance sheet. So that would make this a $26 stock. Revenue per share down from a peak of 55 to 51 in 07. And this is in a you know rough industry environment. That's uh, that's better than industry um, that's better than industry trends. Well, gasoline prices. This is the original. Uh, this is bit. the original Airstream, the people uh, business, the people that invented the travel trailer. And Thor has become apparently the largest manufacturer of. They own a whole, combination of yeah. RV brands, which are huge, including right. uh, Airstream and Thor. They have a bunch of brands, but they also are big in small and mid-sized buses, like those buses that you ride uh, out to the Hertz lot at a lot of airports. That you know, mm-hmm. uh, institutional uses, yeah. etc. Um, and, and a little uh, diversified there. Pretty well there. I don't know. So they went through a little bit of a recession. They had negative earnings comparisons um, in the October quarter of 2006, and then into uh, the first couple quarters of 2007 on a calendar basis. But have ultimately turned that around now. And so uh, um, I've got a. Uh, if you adjust the multiples for the excess cash on the balance sheet in a in a tough industry environment with. Uh, Cash flow per share down more than 10% from its peak. You're talking about a stock that's at like eight to t- 10 times that number, maybe 10 times free cash flow. There's not a lot of CapEx here. Interesting, if you compare cash flow per share and earnings per share across the entire uh, 10-year period that Value Line is showing data for, cash flow per share always higher than earnings per share. So, you know, this 11.2 PE that I'm looking at actually uh, dramatically overstates the valuation that the stock's trading at. So a lot of fear in the price. Um, and Well, the demographics are great. you got to buy odd it. because Value Line talks about lower discounts, which means better pricing, an uptick in orders at the Louisville RV show, and a backlog that's up 19% from a year ago. So they're, uh, they're doing something right. They seem to be doing pretty good um, in, a, uh, in an industry where uh, uh, you know, everybody else is really struggling. Uh, they've been maintaining operating margins. The return on capital is in the teens. Take a look at it. THO, excuse me, I seem to have uh, acquired a bit of a sniffle. Have you now? Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm sure that's annoying that's not, the heck out I, of our listeners. I hope that's not too annoying to our listeners. THO down. Well, the well I own this. About, Here's my passion. Demographics, best manufacturer in the space, buy it. That's my summary. Yeah, okay. Thank well, you. No, I, we'll, we'll go with that then, okay? Well, so I'm, it's your stock. I'll move to my uh, next stock. Uh, and so uh, the next stock I'm going to talk about is Sarah Lee, symbol SLE. And this is uh, this is a uh, I think kind of a difficult stock to recommend, especially if you look at the look at this relative performance chart. Here. Yeah, ouch, ouch is right. Well, didn't somebody get fired there for not doing a good job selling off all the brands and then yeah, it still didn't I, do anything? You know, I don't remember the particulars, but I remember there was a lot of boardroom drama at mm-hmm. Sarah Lee and. Uh, you yeah, know, maybe there was some kind there. of a coup or something, but a stock that sort of uh, performed in line with the market as you went through the uh, uh, the dramatic declines post two thousand. Since then, really has uh, pretty steadily and 
consistently underperformed market averages until the last year. Looks like I, I wonder if it's starting to bottom out. They recently divested their apparels business. I don't know if you yeah. remember what that was. Wasn't that lingerie? Yeah, uh, they owned a big brand. I think they owned Fruit of the Loom. Uh, is that what it was? Maybe it was okay. Or Hanes, uh, but, somebody. Uh, you know, maybe it's Hanes. Okay. But now they're uh, now they're basically down to uh, food, if you will. Here's where you're into that part where I don't know anything about. Yeah, that. beverages, yeah. specialty meats, baked goods, and household personal care. They own Hillshire Farms, Jimmy Dean, Ballpark, Franks. Um, it says numerous brands of coffee and tea. You know, I kind of wish I knew what they were. <laughs> yeah. International is 34 percent of uh, of. Uh, sales and uh, they've had a lot of trouble as all the food companies have managing uh, significantly higher raw material costs in the form of grains for example corn prices because it affects sugars sugar prices themselves most packaging costs i mean you right it's you, bad pretty news. well you name it everything well, is plus up. the fact that i think their brand generally stands for stuff that's not good for you in an era when people want you know, healthy that's food helping. that's not so helping. operating margins are down just a little bit return on capital though has fallen into uh, the low uh, into the low teens. Um, doesn't look like the balance sheet's too overcapitalized, does it? Three and a half billion of debt, one and a half billion of excess cash on the balance sheet. So uh, it, apparently a company looking for something to do. Uh, a lot of firepower not generating uh, competitive returns right now yeah. that uh, they ought to be able to do something with. I still get an enterprise value to EBITDA multiple of only eight and a half on depressed results. It's less than 10 times gross cash flow. Stock's down 25% from its high last year. Pays a 3% yield. Uh, currently valued under 80% of revenue. Historically, Sarah Lee's always been about one times or sometimes even a slight premium to that. Um, I think you have to take a look at it. SLE, Sarah Lee, um, but I, I, so far I like Thor better. Okay, so. Well, you're not supposed to be revealing all that but, information right now. We'll see what happens because I, I'm going to finish with a strong. So you one. don't know which one you actually like mm -hmm. at this point. No, Is not that what yet. You're trying to I, tell I, me? I, I really can't wait to see how the third stock turns out. Oh, really? And then maybe. <laughs> well, good. Let's <laughs> all learn is, together. This is then. one. This one I've talked about in the past as well. Pilgrim's Pride. I, I guess it's a Class B. I don't know anything about that. Symbol is PPC. Well, it says B right there. Yeah, right. So that, but it, there must be an A, and I don't know what well, the family probably you know, knows that. what the structure is. Well, officers and directors own seventy-two and a half percent. Okay, so, so many of them own the about A's that. Well. This stock's down forty percent from highs uh, achieved last year and in two thousand and five, uh, and recently. I mean, the only insider buying in the last uh, insider uh, transaction in the last twelve months is a buy in the most recent month that they show. With the stock, like I say, down a lot. I think we caught it and probably talked about it right after it broke originally in November on uh, a re revision to Outlook. And Value Line took a dollar out of their earnings estimate at the time. Uh, apparently, ended up at two. Is this two sixty-five? I, you know, I don't see a two sixty-five on here. Uh, for earnings, so it may have been cut since then as well. Hmm. Um, and they've got the, they have the same problem. It's a raw material issue in this case, um, the corn that they feed their chickens. Right. Because this company is, um, I think, outside of Tyson, the largest vendor of prepared and fresh chicken in North America. They do they a lot the of second largest other meats too, though. Right? 
No, the beautiful thing about this company is they are chicken and eggs, and that's well, it. Well, then it's probably a buy because I'm not sure which one came first. But who I, you know, look, um, Tyson I is the one that has beef and other things, right? And I just want to buy chicken because chicken Sanderson is the Farms meat. Sanderson Farms, but Sanderson Farm. isn't in the. It's I not see in that, but we owned it. You know, chicken is advantaged when feed costs go up. It hurts you, but it hurts beef and pork more. So you gain share and you get it back that way. Eventually, price comes. Well, in. and it's a uh, it's a space efficient. Uh, it's a space-efficient meat. Plus, well, you can also you can make a new chicken in eight weeks. If well, you have too you, many of them, stop making the, them. You get the egg as a byproduct. They, these guys in Tyson get together, and they can control supply, and they have a six-week or eight-week time frame, which is faster than pork or beef, and it's it's really quickly it's, adjusting. It's leaner. and a lot, I mean, you see people eating chicken that you know really won't eat Well, the share gain else. happens because it's healthy, but it also happens because it's the cheapest protein. Mm. It takes about two pounds of grain for a chicken – Eight pounds per pound of beef. Thank you. I knew that there was yeah. a, a multiplier effect yeah. that was significant. Um, and pork's in between, like six and, pounds. And as I mentioned, you have the space issue that you know handles well. Right. Apparently, industry overcapacity eroded selling prices at the same time they've seen costs go up because of what's been going on in the mm -hmm. ag sector. So it's put a squeeze on uh, on profitability. A business that earned 10% uh, operating margin a couple times in the last 10 years is at about 55 to 6 right now. But according to Value Line, this must be widely known. Um, production cutbacks across the industry have allowed prices to firm. It says here prices have gone up between 15 and 30 percent compared with a year ago level. So I'm looking at a stock that's way down on a lot of bad news that reflects yesterday's news in terms of cost yeah. structure, isn't recognizing major changes that have occurred. Uh, that make it pretty interesting. I'm looking at six times gross cash flow, maybe 12 times a normalized free cash flow number with margins below average, um, and only a seven and a half times enterprise value. I like that one. Multiple. So, good job. PPC, there. Pilgrim's Pride, take a look at that as well. Okay, it's great. a lot cheaper than Tyson, too, as yeah. far as that's concerned. And with that, we'll take a beverage break. Beverage so break, I can everybody. Turn it over to my esteemed colleague. Yes, sir. And the, the one and only, my co founder of the Value Line Observer. Well, Val, Val, is it just Valiant? Is it Valiant or just Val? It's Val, Val Hughes. Thank you. All right. Well, this is Val Hughes, and uh, what a crazy week on Wall Street. Um, today, the value indexes, so the Russell 2000 value, $3,000, were on fire. And I think the Dow was up, you know, not as much, but the Russell value indices were up a lot two and a half three percent we had a great day some of these mortgage insurers are starting to work that we've talked about on the show and so um, you know maybe uh, the recession is uh, over or maybe it's only uh, one or two quarters away so you need to get in now whatever it looks like the feds move and the remember moment momentum counts we've had momentum well to the downside. you know between between you, the fed probably cutting rates, a lot of short covering helping here uh, the president basically saying that he's not gonna let these mortgage guys go away you know, I think that puts a little more confidence in the market. We're expecting Freddie and Fannie to start increasing, uh, you know, the uh, supply of capital for them to get back in and buy some of these bonds, and that'll continue to help. So um, good time to be a value guy. My first one this week is McCormick, ticker MKC on page 1500. Um, what do I like about this? Well, 
First of all, I'm drawn to the returns on capital. They put up great returns. Mid-teens, upper-teens are going to do 17% this year. Value Line's predicting 18% next year. And they just lever a little bit, so they get into mid-20s returns on equity for years and years, and that's good. Uh, their operating margin is in the upper-teens. That tells me there's something proprietary, and I like proprietary because it lasts a long time. You don't have to worry about a cycle, a product cycle, whatever. 11 times gross cash flows, a little more than I like to pay, but there's not a lot of capital spending. If you look here, it's 70 cents in capital spending this year, 295 in cash flow. That's some kind of 210 free cash flow. The stock's 15 times that number, and I look at that at 1 over 15 or some kind of 7% cash on cash yield. And then Value Line thinks I'm going to get 9% earnings growth. That's some kind of, you know, what, uh, you know, 20%, uh, no, what is it, 7% plus... Nine. It's kind of late. Yeah, you 16%, know. whatever. That's sometimes, a decent return. Sometimes and, we do this later than we mean to. And you get a 2.5% uh, yield on this. So uh, that's pretty good. Get a calculator. That's pretty good as well. Um, all right. So what do they do? They're a distributor of spices, seasonings, flavorings, food service markets. They just acquired somebody here. Let's see. Uh, I don't know who that is. But on this McCormick, I think they're getting credibility as not just seasonings, but, you know, sh kind of as a chef, a, 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 someone who understands flavoring. You buy meat and some McCormick packaging, and all of a sudden you got kind of a convenient home gourmet meal that can have the healthy meats and stuff you want, but some seasonings in the right, you know, ratio so that your food tastes good. And I think that they will continue to gain share of total food. People, you know, more and more people buying food at the supermarket instead of going out to dinner, um, but then using some professional Especially spices. Especially in a tougher at home. economy, that yeah, would exactly. be true. So you know, it's uh, I think about eight times EBITDA. McCormick, MKC, stable, good business, two and a half percent yield in a tricky time. Um, next up, Altria. Ticker MO on page fifteen seventy two. That's Philip Morris. Well, it, the old Mo. Uh, what am I attracted to? Well, there's an earth-shattering event that's about to happen here, and that is... Um, I thought that asteroid missed the Earth. No, well, it hasn't, because they're about to split their international business from their domestic business. We're looking at this in the shop, and the reason is, is there's been a big noose around the neck of Philip Morris for years, and they tried to get away from it, you know, with Kraft and Nabisco, and they bought all kinds of things. Um, you know, Jell-O, Kool-Aid, they own all these crazy things because everybody was suing the heck out of them because of uh, tobacco and, and cancer and all these rumors Well, that's why they got rid myths. of everything else, right? right, to try and preserve the value. Right, right. Well, so that you couldn't sue the heck out of all that. Right. The cases have been going their way, and that's all fine, but they're going to spin out, listen to this, 48% of sales and 48% of earnings are international, and I take that to mean... Not as many dopey rules about advertising and selling to minors or uh, disclosing what diseases they may cause. And you've got economies in India and China growing like mad. And guess where the highest percentage of people like to smoke? India and China. And so, and they also, it's skewed toward males. I read a hideous statistic. It's something like 60 or 70 percent of... Chinese males smoke? Maybe right. 70 percent. That's what I'm getting at. That goes unsaid. Of course, China, they like to smoke. And Altria is going to be free. I think that means advertising. I think it means growth rate on cigarettes, product innovation. How about cigarettes with even more cancer-causing nicotine? Or fewer puffs that get more nicotine into you faster because it's cold and you don't want to hang out outside. There's all kinds of innovations mm. happening. Uh, and I think soon they're going to be free of the FDA and the 
FTC and all these kinds of people that have been holding them down all these years. If you buy Why it right they now, get free of them under Democrats because it's international. Mm. They're not here. That's my point. I'm sorry, They're I'm international, right, 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 right? Not U.S. They'll still have their U.S. business, but I think when it spins, you get both. And maybe you sell the U.S. one back, or maybe they do okay. You know, they still own a little craft, which I looked at craft this week. I didn't like it because the brand name in an area where there's a lot of private label, I think brands are losing share, and craft has a lot of food that's bad for you, so I didn't go that way. But I think it, I think international cigarettes, uh, you know, this thing, they're not – Value Line <laughs> suspended their, their numbers because they say there's too much uncertainty, as if we all know what's going to happen all the time and, unless there's a well, deal. like everybody's going to quit smoking next week or something? Uh, Is that the uncertainty? Well, no, I don't know. Because of the spin, they don't know all the ratios of shares and all that. That's oh. uh, happening in the middle of 08. You know, these guys have Marlboro, Benson & Hedges, Merritt, Virginia Slims. Uh, they have a, some craft stock. And the valuation on this when it went out was about uh, – Let's see. According to Value Line, they had 155 billion in market cap, cash of seven billion, basically wipes out the debt, and I got earnings here of about uh, 20 billion on 155. So it's like 12 times, something like that. Um, so I'm a buyer of that, Altria, mainly for the spin. Okay, what? I mean, stretch it out. Oh, stretch it out. What we're trying to time the show. I don't you know, even know if it's working. To, you're supposed to go to the All next right. stock short right now. Okay. Well, well, you're so stop let me go second. to my last name. I've talked about this one before. Take Two Interactive T T W O. I didn't know that was this week. Page sixteen oh four, and go listen to a past show. All our shows are indexed. If you drag our XML code into your Internet Explorer, it all lays out. You can index it by ticker. So T T W O, I own this one. And what they have basically is the Grand Theft Auto franchise is about a third of their business. And then they have a whole bunch of other things that you've heard of, including, um, you know, Sid Meier's Civilization. They have some uh, licenses to use, you know, Dora the Explorer. Never heard of it. Diego, whatever. Never heard of them. I'm sure, I'm sure you haven't. Um, but um, they are about to release Grand Theft Auto 4. We know in advance it's going to be the biggest game of all time. Here's a stat I heard recently. All the Indiana Jones movies, if you take them all together, have done about a billion four in sales. And they have a lot of actors and actresses and airplane rides and all that. Grand Theft Auto, I believe, has done a billion two, and that's one game with cartoon characters inside. Now, you do have to pay the programmers and all that. But they're about to put out the biggest selling single piece of media of all time, and that's including like all the Madonna records or something. You know what I'm saying? And um, and the stock is. They're going to take down the Beatles. You're saying? Uh, in terms of a single thing, this will sell more than any Beatles record ever did. Absolutely. And they're going to release it in April. The stock's kind of down from its old highs on a lot of bad news that's long past. And the most compelling valuation argument I can make is that the guys over at Activision are, are ego-driven ego ac ac acquirers. Uh, they sell at three times sales, and they put up a 14% operating margin. Ego-driven? Lookin', I'm running Friends out of, of time, and yet you're not letting me you tell the story. You have plenty of time. Okay, but you're using it up. Relax. But you're using it up. Are you done now? Let me go on. Excuse me for Electronic breathing. Arts, four times sales, and take two... 1.4 times sales. They have a little bit of lower margin than these other guys because they had to pay up for some designers and they bought a lot of studios and they're amortizing all that. So three years out, their margins will be as well. Or they can be bought by one of these guys in an accretive deal 
and uh, you know that's going to make it. Uh, I, I think probably 30 40 percent has upside. that stock been working it has been if you bought it where i did it depends where you bought it i mean look at the chart it dipped down here oh wait that's the no, wrong no, stuff yeah take no two. you've recommended it before yeah so you know it it dipped on all this bad news walmart you know being kicked out having naked cartoon characters in grand theft auto uh there were they were caught up in the options stuff they had to kick out their ceo it's being run by a bunch of hedge fund guys now that understand capitalism and they understand games and media this is hollywood in the 1940s there's four game studios now every desktop Every living room in America is going to have one of these machines five, six years out, and these guys are putting up the, you know, the content. You're going to be able to have billboards in these games. They're going to be one of the first ones to get that. Grand Theft Auto is one of the great brands in all media, and uh, you can get it here in an undervalued stock called Take-Two, TTWO. What's the valuation? I probably forgot to mention it. It's about 14 times gross cash flow, so that's not my metric here. This is sales, and it's an accretive deal. And this franchise is going to blow everyone out of the water uh, in April, and we should own it at that time. So you had all of the uh, you had all the best ideas for socially responsible funds. Did I? Former Philip Morris, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Well, what about uh, what was the other one? McCormick. That's that's politically well, that's correct. Kind of peppery, a little spicy for spicy, you. Spicy, uh-huh. a little spicy. This is not comedy. It's not very funny. Okay, so... Not very um, entertaining, I should say. No. Okay, so what's your favorite idea this week? It's got to be this Altria, because I think I think this international business is a free good, and that once the thing's closed, these guys are going to come out with all kinds of new products, advertising, uh, you know, who knows what kind of stuff they can sell yeah, that's bad for you. Yeah, but what's going to stop the government? The government's already established that they'll go after... What keeps them Which from government going back are you talking to the well? about? Our government. They're going to go... And sue internationally based companies for their business internationally. Would you no. really? No, they're not going to do that, Vern. Maybe this not. is going to be a company based in a foreign nation doing business in foreign nations. You'll own some stock, but it'll be a foreign company and it'll be not subject to U.S. rules. Now, it might be subject to U.S. reporting rules, SEC rules, but not FTC rules, so FDA rules. Which is your favorite? Altria? Altria. That's what we're talking about. I think it's free money right now. Wow. 4% yield. The long treasury is at 4. So you get the yield of the treasury. And. Yeah, I got something with yield. I got it Sarah grows. Uh, well, Value Line has suspended their growth rate. Evidently, an acquisition makes it fuzzy about how much this will grow. But they had a 7% number, and that's probably reasonable going forward. And you have a 4% yield, and you've got about a. What's the multiple here? It's uh, 20. It's seven times. Seven times EBITDA. So that's it, Bert. Gee, okay. So I'm going to – I'm torn because um, I like Thor, best-in-class operator, and the stock's down a ton, and it's really cheap, and it's, you know, got a balance sheet that is, uh, well, you know, Thor with the hammer and – you have a hammer in one hand and a lightning bolt in the other. You know, they should change they they're considering changing their name to Airstream, which I think would be great. They don't they say they don't want to do it because they don't want to take away from the other. Do brands. they have the rights to the cartoon character? Thor? No. Or Pilgrim's sure Pride, don't. where it's the whole chicken thing, and if the economy really is going to be uh beat up a lot in What's the multiple months, on that one? This is fifteen times earnings, seven and a half times EBITDA. 
It's probably a no-brainer because chicken six times gross cash is flow. the cheapest protein. And, and, and trading cheaper than it has in some time as well. So uh, Pilgrim's Pride, PPC, um, that'll be uh, Vern's favorite idea this week. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. And we'll... Uh, is that going to be the end of the show? I, well, just like I, this that? is yeah. I, I, it's kind of winding down, and we look. We have twenty seconds left. Well, why don't we, we spice things up? Time? Who are you voting for this year? Uh, I'm I'm not voting. It, not it's voting. a protest, right? Hmm. I want to see if anyone notices. I'm going to vote for you, Vern. Are you going to vote for me? Yeah. Write me in. I am. Okay. We'll see you next week, people. Bye, everybody. Take care out there. <laughs>